your Locked on the New York Rangers, your daily podcast on the New York Rangers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back, Blue Shirts fans, to episode number 630 of the Locked On New York Rangers podcast. I'm your host, John Chick. Just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. That song you're hearing right now is, of course, Leave the Lights On from our good friends in Pacifier. You can check those guys out anywhere you get your music. And today, first of all, let me just apologize to you guys because uh, this is our Friday episode, our fifth and final episode of the week, and it's going to be posted quite a bit later than most Friday episodes, uh, most episodes in general of Locked On New York Rangers. Uh, Just one of those days, but it actually turns out to be something of a blessing in disguise because, you know, for the offseason, we had quite a bit going on with the New York Rangers today. One deal is already done. The pen has been put to paper. That would, of course, be impending restricted free agent Julian Gauthier back with the New York Rangers after signing a one-year $800,000 deal. Uh, Julian Gauthier has also requested a trade from the New York Rangers. You've also got the news that Strom, Cop, and Vetrano are all likely to hit the free agent market. That's not too surprising given the fact that you know all of them are this close to becoming UFAs. I mean, I guess if the Rangers made them an offer they couldn't refuse, then maybe they would sign on the dotted line. But when you're this close to being a UFA and you can talk to all 32 teams instead of just one team, I think most players are probably going to pick uh, that option to you know hit the market and see what you can get for yourself. Uh, so we'll talk about that a little bit. Alex Georgiev has also requested, or I suppose in his case, re-requested a trade from the New York Rangers, and he's going to get it. I don't think he really needs to request it this time around. Uh, Georgiev definitely going to be dealt this offseason, barring something completely unforeseen. And I also want to get to a couple of other very minor signings and departures regarding the New York Rangers. Been meaning to get to this for a while, and I think today's probably a good time before, you know, some of the bigger moves that the Rangers are going to make uh, begin to take center stage here on this podcast. We've also got the draft right around the corner, and then, of course, free agency as well. But we'll start with the one thing that's concrete that happened today, and that is, once again, that Julian Gauthier, first of all, requested a trade from the New York Rangers, and secondly, uh, signed a one-year $800,000 contract to return to the New York Rangers. Of course, there's still a distinct possibility and maybe even a likelihood that Gauthier will be traded uh, at some point in the near future here. I saw somebody post about Brett Howden, you know, earlier today, kind of comparing this same situation. Howden last year uh, signed as a restricted free agent with the Rangers, and I believe it was just eight days later, he ended up being traded out of town. Something very similar could happen with Julian Gauthier. It might not even take that long, uh, given the fact that once again, he requested a trade. And, you know, with Gauthier, I'm really getting tired of having to refer to him as kind of my dark horse year after year after year. I mean, I just keep sticking out my neck for this guy. I keep thinking that, you know, that intriguing blend of speed and size that he has and strength is going to eventually pay dividends in the NHL. He'll eventually become a net front presence. He has a good shot. This is a guy that's piled up a lot of goals in the AHL. And for one reason or another, he just cannot put it together at the NHL level. He can't even come close to replicating in the NHL what he's done in the AHL. And I realize that's a lot easier said than done. AHL to the NHL is a massive jump. But this is a guy that's a former first-round draft pick by the Carolina Hurricanes. And I think for sure by now, uh, you would have thought that 
he probably would have done more in his NHL career than he currently has. And honestly, he regressed this past season. I think that's the worst part. He had only seven points in 49 games, so literally one point every seven games. And he's at the point now where I don't even think we can say small sample size any longer. Julian Gauthier has now played in 96 career regular season games, five of them with the Carolina Hurricanes, the other 91 with the New York Rangers. So not an overwhelming amount, but again, 96 games, that's not a small sample either. That's enough time to show what you can do, especially if you are a former first round pick. You should be able to, you should be starting to find your way in the league by that point, by your 96 game, I would hope. Um, but I'm getting ahead of myself a little bit. Do want to take it from the top here as far as uh, Julian Gauthier and, you know, how he came to be a Ranger and everything that's happened. I think most people probably know the story, but you never know. We could have some newer Ranger fans who aren't really that familiar with Julian Gauthier and or his career path. Uh, Gauthier, once again, to take it from the top, selected in the first round of the 2016 NHL Draft, number 21 overall to the Carolina Hurricanes. And then he was traded from the Canes to the Rangers on February 18th, 2020. He was acquired in a one-for-one one trade that involved the Rangers sending defenseman Joey Keene to the Carolina Hurricanes. And for the record, it's not like the Rangers got hose in this trade or anything like that because Keene is a former third-round pick by the Rangers, and he is still only 22 years old, but he's played a grand total of just two NHL games, one this past year and one the year before that. Now, again, he's very young. It's possible he eventually gets a chance and sticks in the NHL, uh, but to this point, uh, that has not happened for Keene. As for Gautier... He's up to, let's see, a whopping 18 points in 96 career games, including just five goals. Five goals for Julian Gauthier in 96 games. And this is somebody who, you know, his greatest asset is supposed to be his shot. He's supposed to be a sniper. That's what he's been in the AHL. As I talked about before, something just is not translating from the AHL to the NHL. And he just really has not played anything close to resembling a former first-round pick. And there might be some people that say, well, you know, he hasn't really had his chances. His ice time has never really been there. Uh, the Rangers have never really used him in a prominent role. I would have agreed with everybody up until uh, this most recent season because this past year, I felt like the Rangers started to give Julian Gauthier a little bit of an opportunity. They gave him a little bit more rope. I thought Gerard Gallant gave him more of an opportunity than David Quinn ever did. And when you look at the numbers, I mean, Julian Gauthier played a career-high 49 games this past season with the New York Rangers. So he got a chance. Uh, he scored only three goals, dished out four assists. So again, just a seven points in the 49 games. But he also got a career-high 10 minutes and 18 seconds of ice time per night. I realize that is not a tremendous, overwhelming total where you're out there uh, a great deal. But 10-18 per night is enough time to do something, to show something, to prove that you are worthy of being in the lineup night in and night out, to prove that you're worthy of being in the top nine night in and night out, because we've talked about that before as well. Julian Gauthier on the fourth line just doesn't make any sense. He doesn't play anything resembling to a fourth liner's game, and so if you're going to have him in the lineup, he almost has to be in the top nine. I mean, you could put him on the fourth line, but uh, for the most part, I think he's somebody who's probably ticketed more for the third line. He'll give you some depth scoring in a perfect world, but he just hasn't been able to do that. And again, as far as the ice time is concerned, you know, it's not a great amount, 10-18, but you got to take it upon yourself, man. You got to force your coach to give you some more minutes with your play. Julian Gauthier did not do that this past season. He cannot finish his scoring chances. He is literally incapable of scoring on a breakaway. We talked about this in the middle of the season because, again, I like Gauthier. I like that 
blend of speed and strength that doesn't just grow on trees. There aren't a ton of players uh, like that. I thought, you know, when they initially got him, he might be in the vein of like a Chris Kreider type of a player, but he just hasn't come anywhere close to that, obviously. And, you know, can't finish his chances. When he's on a breakaway, I swear, he must have gone like 0 for 8 on breakaways this season. And there was a episode that we did in the middle of the year where I just kind of, I was at a complete loss for words. I was on here just really struggling to figure out what to say and figure out how to explain his complete inability to put the puck in the net. You would think by now, I mean, three goals last season in 49 games, you would think by accident he would end up with more goals than that. But he didn't. And, you know, I'm kind of at the point with Gautier where I, I feel like I'm kind of over it. You know, if the Rangers, if they end up hanging on to him on this one-year $800,000 deal, I think that's completely fine. But I also would be completely on board with the Rangers uh, trading him. He might need to change the scenery. And obviously, the Rangers only have four draft picks as it stands right now for this year's draft. So they could maybe stand to add another draft pick if you want to part with Julian Gauthier to get yourself uh, a certain draft pick, third round, fourth round. Uh, I think that could definitely make some sense. We're going to talk more about that and uh, just kind of put a bow on all this Julian Gauthier talk for the time being. It's also possible he ends up back with the Rangers next season. So we'll talk about that as well. And we'll get to all that in just a second. But first, I just want to let everybody know today's episode of Locked on New York Rangers is brought to you by BetOnline.net. BetOnline.net is your number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest sports developments, league reviews, and news, including this year's Major League Baseball season. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. And BetOnline.net remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, just want to thank you guys for making Locked On New York Rangers your first listen every day. The NHL draft is right around the corner, and our team of local hosts and draft experts are breaking it down with insights and analysis for every first-round pick. Subscribe to Locked On New York Rangers on YouTube for all the latest breakdowns and live reactions on the NHL draft and more. All right, so as far as what the Rangers might be able to get for Julian Gauthier, it's not going to be an overwhelming return. I think I'm stating the obvious there. Uh, you know, it's funny because the other day I did an episode, I think we were talking about the idea of a Patrick Nemeth buyout, and then I threw out the idea of, you know, packaging Alex Georgiev and Patrick Nemeth together and basically taking nothing in return. That'd be a way for the Rangers to rid themselves of Patrick Nemeth's contract. And I mentioned during that episode that Alex Georgiev, you may not want to do that because Alex Georgiev, uh, on his own, if you trade him by himself, he could get you something of value. And somebody, you know, had a snarky com comment in the uh, YouTube section there, the comments section, and they said, oh yeah, you're going to be able to get something of value for Alex Georgiev. Well, yes, you are, because here's how I know this. Last summer, the Rangers traded Brett Howden, who had done nothing in his NHL career, and they got a fourth-round draft pick in return for Brett Howden. My way of thinking here is that if Brett Howden can get you a fourth-round pick, I think Alex Georgiev can probably get you at least a third-round pick. I mean, am I off there? That that sounds about right to me. And even if I'm wrong, even if Alex Georgiev can only get you a fourth-rounder or a fifth-rounder, it's at least something. It's at least something of value. You never know when you're going to strike gold with one of your picks in those late rounds in the draft. We've seen the Rangers do it before. We've seen a bunch of teams do it before. So, uh, yeah, I, I think I'm at the point here with Julian Gauthier 
If you can get like a third round draft pick for him, I would say probably go ahead and do it. Once again, the Rangers, they only have four selections in this year's draft and only three selections in, or excuse me, only one selection in the first three rounds combined. That would be a second rounder. So if the Rangers were able to pick up a third round draft pick in exchange for Julian Gauthier, and maybe they wouldn't be able to, I might be saying the bar a little bit too high there as far as what Julian Gauthier would get to the Rangers, but that would be their second pick in the draft this season. So I'm at the point where I would say do it, you know, and I got to also give a shout out to our friend Anthony Scoltori. He does an awesome job covering the Rangers at foreverblueshirts.com. I'm sure a lot of you guys uh, read his work as well. But I got to give him credit because he really kind of connected some dots here as far as Julian Gauthier and where he could end up heading. And this is what Anthony had to say about it in one of his articles. One GM that may be willing to toss a late draft pick jury's way is Ron Francis in Seattle. He was the GM that selected Gauthier in the first round of the 2016 draft with the Hurricanes. And yeah, I think Anthony might be onto something there because, you know, again, uh, Ron Francis obviously drafted him, thought highly enough to take him in the first round. Now, has Francis's opinion of Gautier potentially soured since that happened? That's at least possible because clearly Gautier hasn't really done a whole lot in the NHL. But by that same token, I mean, Francis might look at this as the ultimate buy low opportunity where he has to give up next to nothing to bring in a player who he thought highly enough of to take in the first round. Uh, let's see, that would be six years ago. So, and on top of that, it's the Seattle Kraken. You know, they got to take their chances with some young players and try to develop them and, and look for some buy-low opportunities and try to get the franchise off the ground, basically. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a great point by, you know, again, our friend Anthony Scultori at Forever Blue Shirts. And I think, uh, you know, if, if Gautier is going to be traded, that might be one of his more likely destinations as far as where he could end up playing uh, in the NHL. And again, you know, just kind of just wrap everything up here as it pertains to Julian Gauthier. The biggest thing for me is that once again, he got a chance this season and he just was not able to take advantage of it. You look at some of the things that the Rangers did at the trade deadline this season. Once they brought in, you know, Cop and Vetrano and Mott, I mean, this guy didn't stand a chance of staying in the lineup at that point. I mean, he had already, I think, kind of been squeezed out of the lineup even before all those trades happened. But the real reason why those trades were even necessary in the first place. I mean, first of all, they're all good players. And don't get me wrong, I'm glad that all those players were brought into New York to help this team down the stretch and into the playoffs this year. But if Julian Gauthier had lived up to the hype and turned in even like a solid season or a good season, it's entirely possible that the Rangers wouldn't have had to make all of those trades. You know, maybe Frank Vetrano, if Julian Gauthier played the way that he's supposed to, of course, being a former first-round pick, then it's entirely possible that the Rangers don't see the need to go out and get Frank Vetrano. Now, they might have gotten him anyway, the fact that they got Vetrano for just a fourth-round pick. But you get what I'm saying here, right? Because, you know, Gautier, by that point in the season, had shown that this guy is not the answer. You know, he's just not getting the job done. He's not giving the Rangers anything that you expect to, to get, anything really all that productive. Because, again, he's not really known for being a strong defensive forward, I mean, that's putting it very mildly. And if he's not going to be scoring and producing points, then what exactly is Julian Gauthier doing to help you win? The answer is not really a whole lot. And we saw the result of that. The Rangers once again going out there and adding depth pieces to basically do the job that Julian Gauthier was supposed to be able to do. And I talked about his inability to finish his chances, but, you know, like I talked about a second ago, I'm, I think I'm just kind of done here. You know, if the Rangers, if he ends up back with a team next season, which could happen because, Yes, he requested a trade, but the Rangers are under no obligation to give him one. If, if they don't want to trade him for one reason or another, then he's under contract and he has to play for the Rangers, and that's pretty much the long and short of it. 
So I suppose it's at least possible we see him back with the Rangers for one more season here. And, you know, he slots into the, he could even make the opening night lineup. I don't think he would, even if he is back. I just get the feeling that they're going to be looking to go in a different direction. But the way I see it, you know, he wants out of here anyway. And I think it's just not working out for Julian Gauthier on the New York Rangers. So the best thing for everybody involved is probably a trade to be struck here. The one thing I'll also say, though, is, you know, Gauthier wants a trade, and that's all well and good and everything. I mean, at least he's being honest, again. But I would like to know which team around the NHL is going to give him a significantly larger role than the Rangers would give him. With Alex Georgiev, you know, you could at least understand it, because Georgiev, he looks at Igor Shesterkin, and he knows. I mean, he, he he's no dummy. He can figure this out. He's never going to be the guy in New York. It's just not going to happen. But Georgiev looks around the rest of the NHL, and this team needs a goalie, and that team needs a goalie. And, you know, if I go there, I'd probably be the starting goalie. If I go there, I'd at least be in a timeshare with a chance to eventually end up becoming the starting goalie. So you can see why Georgiev would want out with Gautier. I mean, he probably wants to change the scenery. But again, I don't know that any team in this league is really going to bring in Julian Gautier right now. Now, they might let him compete for a, a certain role, but they're not going to, you know, just hand it to him. He's not going to, you know, get traded to somewhere else around this league and immediately slot into the top six. So I just want to point that out as well. I mean, Gautier, he requested the trade. It is what it is. But anybody that acquires him, once again, I don't think they're going to immediately put him in a better situation than the Rangers have put him in. And, you know, I'm just at the point to, to kind of just put a bow on this thing. Gautier has had his chances, especially this last season. And it's now time for somebody else to get that opportunity, whether that's a prospect in the Ranger organization or someone inexpensive that the Rangers bring in via a trade or via free agency or whatever it might be. Even somebody that, you know, isn't really making a ton of money. Somebody that comes in is just like a $800,000 player, $900,000 player, $1 million player. I'm all for giving that guy, whoever it might be, I'm all for giving that guy the opportunities that had previously been going to Julian Gauthier. So if he gets traded, it's nothing against Gauthier. He's tried the best he can. I hope it works out for him. Hopefully, uh, you know, he goes somewhere in the Western Conference and doesn't come back to haunt the Rangers or anything like that. But it just feels like, I don't know, it just feels like this is kind of the end of the line for Gautier. I'd be pretty surprised if he's back on the New York Rangers uh, next season when the season starts. So we're going to keep everything pretty much rolling right along here and uh, talk about some of the other minor signings that the Rangers have made recently. We're going to get into all that in just a second. But first, just want to let everybody know, today's episode of Locked On New York Rangers is brought to you by Bilt Bar. From the people who invented Healthy and Tasty comes the latest gift to your taste buds. You've probably tried the amazing Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar, but guess what? Your friends at Built have given Coconut Brownie Chunk the Puffs treatment. That's right. The Coconut Brownie Chunk Built Bar flavor you love and a deliciously chewy marshmallow covered in 100% real chocolate. It's like a fluffy cloud of coconut brownie goodness. All Built Bars are made with collagen protein, which your body absorbs more efficiently and provides tons of health benefits. Eat something that tastes good and is good for you. The best part about Built Puffs is, of course, they taste amazing, but you can enjoy them guilt-free because they are actually good for you. They are the perfect treat, perfect for when you're craving, you need to satisfy your sweet tooth, or if you need a quick, healthy snack, they are an excellent source of protein. Delicious coconut, Rich, sweet, brownie, creamy marshmallow. Stop fantasizing. Get to Built.com to order your box of coconut brownie chunk Built Puffs right now. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15. All right, so like I said in the intro, a couple of uh, moves around the Rangers. Very small, fairly minor. You never know when one of these might end up being a bigger move than it appears to be on the surface. Uh, but I do want to get to them 
today because I get the feeling that we're going to be pretty busy over the coming days and weeks. I mean, we're definitely going to be busy. We got the draft right around the corner here, and it sounds like a new deal might be imminent for Capo Caco. It also sounds like the Rangers could be getting a little trigger happy as it pertains to maybe striking a trade. And that's actually one other thing I wanted to mention real quick here. Uh, Philip Heedle, it sounds like, uh, according to Arthur Staple, who writes for The Athletic, it sounds like Philip Heedle, more so than any other player on the New York Ranger roster, has come up in trade talks for Chris Drury. And I get the feeling a lot of people aren't necessarily going to like that, but I do have to kind of point something out to everybody. So, Yes, Philip Heedle had a really nice postseason for himself and, you know, seemed to take his game to another level. Uh, Chris Drury even said as much during his exit interview at the end of the season. But for Heedle's career, uh, 93 points in 253 games. Of course, yes, he is still young, just 22 years old. Uh, he's also a minus 26 in that time as well. Only once in his first five seasons with the team. And in fact, we won't even count the first season because he only played a handful of games. So we'll say the first four you know, seasons where he actually played a significant amount of games. Only once has he even been a half point per game player. That was the year before this past one. He had 22 points in 42 games. And this past year, the one that just concluded, as far as points per game, it was actually his worst output in three years. Uh, just 22 points in 67 games. And time on the ice was fairly comparable among all these years. So you know, before the playoffs this year, there were a good amount of Ranger fans who were pretty much looking to run him out of town. I know at times I got a little bit frustrated with his inability to hit the net. He just shot wide and shot wide and shot wide again. Um, but now, you know, he has this good playoff run where he has seven goals and two assists in the 20 games. And now everybody seems to think, oh, man, there's no way you can trade Heedle. You can't trade Heedle. We have to hang on to Heedle. He's a second-line center. I got to say, though, remember, guys, before the playoffs started, I don't think so many people would have been saying that. I think people probably would have still been saying they would be fine to trade him. And that's the tricky part about the trade market because before the playoffs, I mean, this regular season, Philip Heedle's trade value was probably at an all-time low. He just wasn't playing that well. And just didn't really probably have a lot of value to a lot of teams unless, you know, there's a team looking to buy low on him. But now that he's had this, you know, pretty strong run in the playoffs there, now all of a sudden his trade value is built back up a little bit. And on top of that, he is still under contract for the Rangers at $2.5 million. And so, you know, there is a little bit of a cap crunch if you want to free up a little bit of space. It's possible the Rangers could trade Philip Heedle. I'm not necessarily pushing for it or, you know, rallying against it, at least not yet. You know, I'll, I'll share my greater thoughts on that somewhere down the road here. But yeah, I do think it's important to, to remind everybody that this is the same guy that, you know, everybody who's clamoring to keep him now as recently as the end of the regular season, we're probably completely fine with the idea of trading Philip Heedle, or in some cases, maybe even we're pushing for the idea of trading Philip Heedle. So it's a tricky game, you know, the whole trade market thing and selling high and buying low and all that stuff. Uh, Philip Heedle has kind of reestablished some of his trade value. We'll see if a deal ends up happening uh, with Philip Heedle perhaps heading somewhere else this offseason. But I just wanted to kind of point that out and share that news. Once again, according to Arthur Staple, uh, Philip Heedle, in terms of players currently on the Ranger roster, it sounds like his name has come up in trade talk uh, as much or more than anybody else. And like I said, the one other thing that I wanted to do today, there have been a couple of uh, you know very minor moves around the Rangers as far as uh, players being signed and players leaving. Uh, for starters, you've got the Wolfpack signing Luca Hennal, uh, to an AHL contract. Hanal is a 
21-year-old defenseman. He played four seasons with the Windsor Spitfires of the OHL. He was an alternate captain for the Spitfires this past season. And as a defenseman this past year, played in 63 games, he had eight goals and 57 assists. So a total of 65 points in 63 games. He was also a plus 14. And then the playoffs, another 25 playoff games, four more goals, 12 assists, and he was a plus 24 in that time. So basically, he averaged a plus one for his entire playoff run. You know, we talk about point-per-game players. Hanal was basically a plus one player during the postseason run there. And Hanal and the Spitfires, they fell just one win short of winning an OHL championship. Uh, they beat Sarnia in six games. They beat Kitchener in five games. They beat Flint in seven games. And they lose to Hamilton in seven games in the finals. Hamilton was 12-0 and in the playoffs to that point. They swept their three previous opponents. So unfortunate that Hanal didn't get a championship there. But you know, as I just mentioned, 65 points in 63 regular season games with Windsor. Compare that to his first season with Windsor. And again, this past season was his fourth of four seasons with Windsor. In his first season with Windsor, he played in 42 games, zero goals, and two assists. So this guy went from two points in 42 games. This is defensive, remember. Went from two points in 42 games during the 2017-2018 season all the way up to 65 points in 63 games just three seasons later in 2021-2022. He's been adding offense to his game very gradually, and then obviously the breakout season this past year. And we'll see how this ends up shaking out as far as him playing for the Hartford Wolfpack. I'd imagine that, you know, he has a bit of a hill to climb as far as him ever, you know, seeing the ice for the Rangers. But, you know, as we've seen with the Rangers, they allow these guys to basically settle on the ice and you can improve your standing in the organization by, you know, doing well in practice, doing well in scrimmages, doing well in games, the whole nine yards. And then as far as Hanal, you know, this comes to us from Dominic Tieno of OHL Writers. He has seen Hanal play a heck of a lot more hockey than I have. This is what he had to say about him. Hanal is a mobile two-way defender who has his head on a swivel when in possession of the puck, almost always seemingly surveying the ice and looking for the best options available. He's a good skater that has good mobility, both north-south and east-west. He walks the offensive blue line very well and creates lanes by doing so, and he can jump up the wall and make pinches when he needs to. So there you have it. Once again, uh, Luca Hanal, the newest member of the Hartford Wolfpack family, and we'll see if we uh, ever get to see him play for the Rangers somewhere down the road. It's going to be tough because there's quite the logjam on the blue line right now, but uh, an intriguing signing by the Wolfpack to be sure. But I figure we can pretty much call it for today, guys. You know, I figure I want to get this episode live before, you know, it's Saturday. We'll have it up late Friday night here. And again, I do apologize for the later posting time than usual. That's just kind of the way it went this week. But uh, yeah, once again, if you would like to get in touch with this podcast, please send an email to LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Once again, that is LockedOnNYRangers at gmail.com. Definitely give us a follow on Twitter as well, at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. Once again, that is at LO underscore NY underscore Rangers. And definitely make sure to subscribe to the Locked On New York Rangers YouTube channel. Thanks again, guys. I'll see you next time.